This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The polls are off and running. And Dan and Jason Bernstein are here to keep you up to date with the stampede. You're listening to Organizations Win Championships. Some of the most interesting basketball stuff going on right now is, how should we put it? It happened... But the version that is being done on HBO and HBO Max right now is a fictionalized version of true basketball. It was from the Jeff Perlman book, Showtime, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty, and they turned it into this just wild uh, fictionalization called Winning Time. It's so good. It's so good. I I can't wait for Sunday night. Sunday is the day on campus where everybody chills because it's after a sa- it's after a Friday and a Saturday. So it's a yes, Sunday yes, is a very yes, it is. Day, You're right about that. That's that's what I hate. You. That's when you get your work done. So mm-hmm. just I always I, I'm always looking forward to 9 p.m. on a on a Sunday night. It's damn good. It's yeah, so fun. And th- this last episode was great. Well, it, I'm. It, I always have to be careful when I watch, as you know, because I know so many of the people involved. Like I have actually yeah. worked with them or covered them or just had some sort of interaction with them in their, in their various basketball existences. So what I thought we would do, since this is a podcast for Bulls fans, there are, every once in a while there's a Bulls reference in there. You saw them, for mm-hmm. example, in the last episode after Pat Riley asserted himself as coach for the first time and went on that rant and called He's everybody coach. out and, and his coach. And the coach on three, who were they playing? Your Bulls. Your Chicago Bulls. <laughs> and who got his shot blocked by Kareem in the very first shot? That looked to me like Ronnie Lester who went up and Kareen roofed him with two hands before getting the fast break started. But I, so I've sort of gone through and, and I've mean, taken Paul some... Westhead was the Bulls coach. So Well, that's, I've got, a, I've got a, whole, a whole thing on Westhead. But what I wanted to start with, when the show begins, it's Magic announcing to the world of, that he has contracted HIV. And that's November of 91 which means it's right after they were beaten by the bulls in the finals Mm -hmm. so that means that if this series and we don't know these could be the last two episodes coming up apparently depending on the writer's strike and everything else that's going on which would really suck but Mm -hmm. if they carry this through that we're gonna have to cast some bulls yeah, now we're we're gonna see if if you know, Mike, who do, who would be a good Jordan. It's got to be Michael B. Jordan, right? He, and he's a good basketball player too. So I know. It, it would, it would like, work. Could, would you it would have work. to? 
Would you have he to have in, Michael uh, Jordan? He was in, he was just as young in NBA 2K17. If if anybody if anybody played that game, that that was one of the best 2Ks in a long time. So God, what, 2K24 is coming out. I feel old, and then you're gonna say, "Oh, you feel old." And and here's what's gonna happen: and you're gonna get 2K24, and all you're gonna I, say, I didn't bring this my version sucks. I hate I, this I, version. No. 23 was terrible. 22, I enjoyed. So, Ronnie, you can come at me if you want. I, I really just couldn't care less. But I did not bring my PlayStation here. So, all right. Well, uh, I thought you were going one, to. One of, my, one of my hallmates already pre ordered it on his PlayStation. So, maybe we'll run a couple games on, uh, we'll get together and run a couple games. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see. So, Sorry. Michael, back on track. But Michael B. Jordan would be a good. He would be a good cast for for Michael Jordan, Pippin. Like this would be fun and Phil we gotta Jack, save this. We gotta you know? save this. Yeah, we, we have to compartmentalize this and, and and save this for a different episode because shortly after it begins, remember how the Lakers got Magic Johnson. Yeah, because it was a toss up between the Bulls and the and the Lakers. It was a literal coin flip that the Lakers won for the '79 draft, and the Bulls ended up with. In 79? Out of UCLA. I don't remember. David Greenwood. He was the... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you think about all these sliding doors possibilities here. Had the Bulls won the coin flip, they take magic. They don't get Jordan. Bingo. I was literally thinking that. So... Uh, Sure, fine. Okay, great. Just saying. Yeah, it it, it kind of did it work out for the better. Uh, you know, I objectively, guess. I guess right. Sure. But Magic Johnson is a top two point guard of all time, arguably top one. Would okay? Would you all time? Don't, don't assuming. Don't, don't. No, I'm doing it. It makes no, for good content. No. People want to listen to this stuff. Okay. Dumb people do. I guarantee. And, you and I, 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 we can have smart people listening to this podcast, and we can have, and we can have dumb people listening to this podcast. I don't care. Magic Johnson or Stephen that's, Curry. That's, Magic Johnson or who? Steph Curry is the best point guard ever because I think they're top two. You can't. Their games are completely who you, different. Who would you rather have on yeah, your their team? Games are completely season? different. Their games are completely different. Yeah, their games are completely different. Play today. He'd be great. Of course today. he could. Of course he could. Yes, of course he could. But Steph Curry is the greatest shooter of all time. I don't think mm -hmm. of him as a point guard. Technically, he's a point guard, but I don't consider him that. That's I, that, that's you're so old head, stupid. No, I'm just. It's not. It's not fair to. It's not fair to make that comparison. It's not. They're not. They're, do it. Do it for the pod. No, you can do it someday when you're on one of the the, the dumb screaming shows. And and oh, you you're would, gonna, and, am I going to be Skip Bayless? Oh God, no! Please, I will have failed. I I will have, I will have I will have completely failed as a, as a father. If that's the, if you end up yes no no, you're more I, likely to be Rick Bayless than you are Skip Bayless based on on lately what you've been doing at school. I'll tell you that. I, I can enjoy my Friday nights and Saturday nights. Okay, well, I'm not saying. I'm just saying you've been doing a lot of cooking. That's all. He's the yeah. chef. 
The guy, yeah. the, the appropriative, the guy who goes to Mexico and says, look at all these awesome things I found in Mexico. said, you know, you know who else has them there? The actual Mexicans. Right. They, they, they had it before you got there. You, you brought it back here. That's why I, I always call Rick Bayless the, <sighs> the, the Paul Simon of cuisine. Where Paul okay. Simon would like go, he'd go to Africa and he'd work with Lady Smith Black Mombazo and he'd get all these African rhythms and then he'd get on his private plane and he'd fly back to the Upper East Side and he'd get in the studio and be like, listen to all these sounds I made. <laughs> and he'd be like, no, they made them. And then he did the same thing with Rhythm of the Saints, where it's like, hey, remember that thing where we went to Africa and we got all that music? So let's now go to South America and do the same thing with all these samba rhythms. And then we go right... And then I got a Paul, that's great. Then we go back to the Upper East Side of New York and produce it? Yes! Good plan! <laughs> so yeah, that, that's pretty much what, what Rick Bayless does. I was in Oaxaca, and I, <laughs> and I found this it's, wonderful... The, you know what that reminds me wonderful of? Wonderful chiles in Oaxaca. It reminds me. I know Giada De Laurentiis is Italian, but when she, whenever she goes mozzarella, yeah, I, yeah. linguine. But she grew up in Italy at least for two years. It's not like Guy Ferry changing his name to Fieri. Yeah, but he's he's great. Uh, yeah, I, love I that think he's guy. apparently a little MAGA adjacent, maybe. I love diners, uh, drivings. I know, I do too. I do too. Guilty, and pleasure. he seems cool. All right. All right. So. Yeah, Paul Westhead. I want to get to Paul Westhead. First of all, all right. Paul Westhead was so poorly acted by Jason Siegel. I, I think it's you one think? of the, Yes, I think it's the only an actor friend of mine whom you know, <laughs> no, no names, <laughs> texted me and he said, he said, give Jason Siegel all the Razzies for the Westhead performance. Everybody else is acting circles around him. And the character is annoying too. I like Adrian Brody. Oh, I, he's so he's grown on me. Good. He's grown on me. I didn't buy it at first because I remembered because I covered like middle aged Pat Riley, old Pat Riley. Yeah. And it, he just has a different demeanor that young Pat Riley didn't carry himself with the same kind of confidence. Mm -hmm. So it, he would have been like Miami Heat Pat Riley. I don't think Brody would work as well. Because I didn't remember his Riley's own crisis of confidence and how the whole thing with the style and the Armani suits and the slick back hair and his whole his whole demeanor it it, it evolved. Yeah, he grew, he grew into that. But Westhead was Bulls coach in eighty two eighty three, mm -hmm. and he was bad at it. It didn't it didn't maybe work. because he was a bad coach. Well. But ahead Lincoln of his time, West have Pat, what just shoot it every time? You think he Westhead was the first to realize three is more than two, and he he did it when he got to Loyola Marymount. I don't know if that is anything on your basketball radar of the Loyola Marymount team that Not made Marymount, that. It'd be Loyola Maryland because well, Loyola Maryland's in the Patriot League. Marymount. They're in the, I think they're WCC with Gonzaga and St. Yeah. Mary's. Have you heard, yeah. have you heard the name Hank Gathers? Heard it. Don't know anything. He was, the, he was the guy who died on the court because uh, of hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. Bo Kimball was the point guard. They, and, and he, it was his system. Once it was engineered for college, understanding how short the three point line was mm -hmm. that he said, take a three every time. So to some extent, 
he does des- he was a pain in the ass and a weirdo but he does he does deserve credit for being one of the early adopters of understanding three is more than two which essentially dominates modern basketball in a way oh, that we didn't expect but that wasn't that wasn't the game back then the players weren't built to do that because nobody thought of that so you can't really play that game with a bunch of guys that aren't three-point shooters. Now you need everybody on your team to shoot threes. Mm-hmm. Unless you're the Bulls and you take one step in. But God, I, I can't help myself. <laughs> right. We'll get to DeMar I later. Can't, I can't help myself. We'll get to DeMar later. Now, okay. the, the, other, the other character in the show that started this year, once Westhead was the, the, the full-fledged head coach, he hired a guy. Westhead hired an assistant. The guy with that awful comb over? Yeah. That's Mike Tebow. Mm-hmm. Mike Tebow was a Bulls assistant from 82 to 86. And he was a little more than just an assistant with the Bulls. And this is, I didn't know this. I did this, you know, found this out researching this today. I knew, you know, I knew Mike from the CBA. Mike was head coach of the Omaha Racers in in the CBA and and always a a well-respected coach, really understood the game. He went on to have a long career in the WNBA. I believe he remains the all-time winningest WNBA coach. Hmm. And... What I didn't know about him was that Mike Tebow had the title of Bulls Director of Scouting, as well as being an assistant coach. So 83 to 86. 82, yeah, technically 80, pretty, 82 to 86. There's a pretty good player from uh, 1984 mm-hmm. in there. It's all mm-hmm. right. So okay. I, went through the, I went through all the drafts. I'm going to do this fast yeah. because the, the drafts used to be 10 rounds. Oh, boy. But starting in 82... Yeah, this is first round to tenth round with a, mm-hmm. with a bunch of second round picks this year. Quinton Daly, Ricky Frazier, Wallace Bryant, bad. Rod Higgins, Tyrone Adams, Rod Chuck Alexinus, Ruben Jackson, BB Fontanet, Chuck Verderber, Mike Burns, Skip Dillard from DePaul, and Tony Brito from Campbell. The next year, the eighty three draft: Sidney Green, Sidney Lowe, Larry Mishaw, Ron Crevier, Tim Andre, Ernest Patterson. Jock Hill, Terry Bradley, Kenneth Orange, and Tom Emma. Blech. The '84 okay. draft. There's a fascinating Hello. name. Fascinating name at the at, on both ends, both the first pick and the last pick. I think the, the first name is pretty uh, good. Yeah, '84 okay. Bulls draft. Where when Mike Tebow was scouting director, Michael Jordan, Ben Mike Coleman, Jordan. Mike Sorry. Jordan, Ben Coleman, Greg Wilcher, Tim Dillon, Melvin Johnson, Mark Halzel. Lamont Robinson, Jeff Tipton, Butch Hayes, Brett Crawford, Calvin Pierce, and with the 208th pick, Carl Lewis. Hmm. The the Olympic sprinter. Oh. I I I'm not a big track guy, but I oh. But an okay. all-time great. Well, and they said why? Well, he was the best athlete traits. available. Yep. Yes. So Dale, just like just like Dale and Terry and uh Mhm. Uh, and the next year, if we give him the invo- any involvement in the 85 draft, it's going to sound weird unless you're a big Bulls fan. Keith Lee, Ken Johnson, Aubrey Sherrod, Adrian Branch, Mike Brown, Craig Beard, Reed Geddes, Danny Mahar, and Jeff Adkins. Boy, they like Wait, M- Mike, Mike Brown, like Sacramento Kings coach Mike Brown? No, Mike Brown, who ended up, came back and ended up playing for the Bulls. I don't think he started with the Bulls. Big, rugged rebounder out of GW. But what happened was, G- that oh, first pick, yeah. Keith Lee, yeah. 
was traded, if you remember. He was traded to Cleveland, and the Bulls ended up with a young player out of Division II Virginia Union by the name of Charles Oakley. He's all right. I, all yeah, right. I'm yes. kidding. Yes, he was, was very terrific. good. Who's the, who's the other great big man to come out of Virginia Union? Also a former Bull. That is Ben Wallace. Correct. Had I not said former Bull, you wouldn't. I don't think you would have gotten that. No, I think I think you would ask me some version of that question before. And Probably. then the 86 draft, of course, Brad Sellers, Larry Kristowiak, Ricky Wilson, Scott Mintz out of Illinois. I had a wild night with him, man. That oh, dude's boy. a maniac. I what wonder whatever happened to him. Scotty Mintz, M-E-E-N-T-S, seven-footer, just a total me. He's like, hey, you want to go grab some beers? And we had a friend in common, and I don't really remember what happened the rest of the night. I just know things were wild. I'm surprised we ended up conscious or out of prison. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. He was maybe a, you just don't remember. I might have I might have been in prison that he's <laughs> he's a maniac. Uh Jimmy Gilbert, Pete Myers that year, and Robert Henderson. So I thought that was cool. The only the other name connected to winning time as we close this out. Mm-hmm. That blonde-haired Lakers forward, Mark Landsberger. Yeah. Mark Landsberger, who, who Terry Bores, who covered that team, Terry, Terry Bores said it was the only athlete he ever met that he actually believed was dumber than a horse. <laughs> He said he covered horse racing for so long. He said he actually have met horses that he thinks were smarter than Mark Landsberger. Uh, but Mark Landsberger was was traded from the Lakers to the Bulls for, for... from the Bulls to the Lakers for Ollie Mack, Sam Worthen, Gene Banks, who then was conveyed to the Spurs for Larry. Why worth so much? He was good. Landsberger was con- he was a big rebounder guy back when people cared about big thug rebounder guys. You know, but not a, I mean, God, not, they would have loved Andre Drummond back then. I don't, but I, I just mean like a guy who would f- hard foul guys too, like they a guy that would just loved, throw their arms around. They would have loved Andre Drummond back then, just just to snag rebounds and be giant. There's a oh there yeah, a, Andre. Are you kidding, oh, Andre Drummond? There, Back in the day, he said he said he's the best rebounder of all time, and I was just like, okay. Um, do, Peak do you, value, he's up there. I mean, everybody's going to say Rodman, but what do you do? You think he's a better rebounder than Rodman? Oh I, no, I don't, not necessarily. But I'm saying, but if you just look at his numbers, as far as yeah, I mean, Dwight Howard is one of the great rebounders of all time. Dwight Howard is criminally underrated yep. in in the scheme of NBA history. I think it was something. Uh, I don't know if it was in his career or with the magic alone. I don't know what it was, but there was a point in time where he had like 52, 2020 games where the next eight combined, eight combined players couldn't even reach the threshold of how many 2020 games he had. Yeah. He was so good. Crazy. Yep. And he finally got a ring. So he's first ballot, right? Has to be. Yes. Dwight Howard. Oh yeah. Yeah, and it's what's so great about the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame is the gatekeeping isn't isn't the same like it is with with 
football and, and baseball. If guys are, the worst. But if guys are pretty good and like, oh yeah, I remember that guy. He was pretty awesome. Career, yeah, and, they'll throw, and, the, and they'll throw him in the Hall of Fame. Right. Like, oh, she go to the Hall of Fame? Yeah. And he goes to the Hall of Fame. I saw I I forgot that Adrian Dantley was a Hall of Famer. How good was he back in the day? A D? Was he was he like NBA Hall of Famer or just Hall of Very Good that they threw in there? No, he was AD was he played a long time. He was on a lot of good teams. He had a very unique style. Undersized post player. Undersized versatile post player. So Javante Green. Great free throw <laughs> shooter. Oh, come on now. And and I and I believe somebody said Adrian Dantley is now he, he's long retired and now he he volunteers as a grade school crossing guard. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Like he he just helps little kids get to speaking of that. Speaking of that, I saw a video that I sent it to mom, but there's this video that went viral of a three or four year old in a shopping cart and his uncle just. I saw it. He is that. He's wearing the the Jackson State shirt. Do it again, Uncle Steve. Yeah, Uncle Steve, do it again. Thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It is laugh. Mom was laughing so hard at it. I sent it to her. And I and I would have said, "What are you laughing at?" I she showed, "Do it again, Uncle Steve," and he he pushes the cart. It's like at a Walmart or something. He just yeah. throws it all the way down the aisle, and the kids going crazy. And it's the way he said again. She said, "Reminded her of you with again." Yeah, but I didn't have a Southern accent. Like no, that. you like, didn't. He, but you would just he go, has a Southern. Yes. Yeah. That's country. Yeah. But, yeah. but he's do it again, Uncle Steve. But 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 you would just go again. If it was whatever it was, when I would, you know, throw you onto the bed or something or, or do something silly, and she'd say, stop that. You're going to hurt him. You probably did. And that's why I am the way that I am. That would explain it. Or, uh, or maybe or maybe I, I, I'm like that because I ran backwards after impersonating Kirk Heinrich and split my head open. <laughs> maybe that's why I'm clinically insane. But uh, <laughs> The Bulls have decided, by the way, and I don't know how they settled on this. Did you see their training camp schedule? No, I did not. They're going away for training camp. Hmm? Away? What do they're you mean? Going, they're going to the, they're the first week of training camp before all of the exhibition games start. Mm-hmm. It's going to be at Belmont University in Nashville. Huh. It's the Crockett Center. And it, it, there's no real explanation yet as to why all they're saying is it's a location that players coaches and management decided on i don't know and then casey johnson casey johnson said that teams management had previously considered the notion that john paxson flirted with the idea several times back maybe they they came close to hot chicken or something they they came close to holding camp in colorado Said in 1985, the Bulls under Jerry Krause trained at Beloit College. Well, Casey should know that because he was probably there at the time. I I under I kind of understand the Colorado thing. Maybe you just want to get them primed. It's harder to play there because of the altitude and that I breathing. get. Yeah, so that, that, I, I think that that could be good for conditioning, and that's why Denver had such a mm-hmm. had such an advantage in the playoffs. God, they're so good. Isn't that why the the U.S. Olympic training facilities in Colorado Springs for that. Yeah, and it's also why all the long-distance runners in the Olympics are from Kenya and Ethiopia, because they just run up and down mountains the entire time. The 
that I, I don't know what the connection is to the Crockett Center at Belmont University. Yeah, that, I don't know. That's just, it, that's it, just it, odd. And if you didn't, want to be in um, Nashville, you don't want to do it during training Oh, camp. didn't Dylan Windler go there? Is that right? No, this is your Let's bit. Let's see. I'm looking this up. What if you were on my list? He had been, and I think I, I th- got it. I Maybe think he was. was. I think Dylan, Dylan Windler was on my Windler, showdown list. Belmont University. He's on the Knicks? I didn't know. I thought he was on the Cavs. Huh. Interesting. Okay. I get him confused with Kevin Herter because they're both white, but Kevin Herter's actually good. <laughs> so, he's really good. I'm, what I'm excited call to Kevin see Herter? what the Kings do. What is Herter's nickname? Oh, Kevon. Kevon. It's like the it's like the Tyrone hero thing. Yes. 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 Yeah. 